When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you for listening to Knocking Doors Down. Brought to you by KDD Media Company. The first thing is forgiving yourself. And you got to understand that, you know, no one is perfect. It's not it's not where you've been, it's where you are. And if you can uh, do something good in exchange for every single thing you've done wrong, then to me, that's, um, that's good enough. This episode of Knocking Doors Down is brought to you by Recovery in the Middle Ages, a podcast about two middle-aged suburban dads in their pursuit of life, love, and recovery. These guys are hilarious and informative, and they're brought together by their common struggle. Mike and Nat get to know each other's addiction story on air and realize they have more in common than they thought. Find Recovery in the Middle Ages on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and MiddleAgesRecovery.com. That's MiddleAgesRecovery.com. This is the Knocking Doors Down podcast with guest celebrities, experts, and everyday people who've overcome a variety of obstacles, including addiction, trauma, and mental health issues. They've used these adversities as their greatest advantages to live purposeful lives. And that's what Knocking Doors Down is all about. Your host, Jason, alcoholic, been through some childhood trauma. My awesome co-host, Uncle Mikey over there. Been through some trauma myself, anxiety, depression, all that good stuff, but what are you going to do? Well, we uh, sit down and talk with some awesome, amazing people. We bring a lot of humor to the conversations and kind of dig back into their backstory to get a little more perspective on uh, their overall life scope. Our guest this week, Cesar Garcia. You mean... Cesar. Cesar. You may know him from Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, and Fast and Furious 4. Well, Caesar not only, of course, an actor, but it's interesting how he fell into acting coming from uh, growing up in a community where gang life was systemic. It was just there. He talks about why he fell into it, the lack of support at home, and, uh, you know, it just being really a communal thing and almost a way of survival. Uh, but sadly, the gang life and drugs took his brother's life. He was able to make it out and now gives back, going to speak not only in schools, but also detention facilities for the youth and and so much more. So he's incredibly passionate about bringing awareness to that and that it's not the path you have to go down. Yeah, no, clearly not. I mean, from the streets to the screen, man, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, it's a hell of a left turn, but good on him. <laughs> yeah, we have a great conversation, lots of uh, humor in there as well. Plus, at the age of 50, he looks phenomenal. Yeah, it's annoying <laughs> how good he looks for 50 years old. Jeez, I'm 33 and, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's, you know, sometimes gravity's just not fair. <laughs> 
We thank you guys for listening to Knocking Doors Down, of course, on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast, of course, at kddpodcast.com. Because you might be like Mikey and Visual, and if people go to the website, they can check it out on... On YouTube. Check it out. I'm a visual guy. That's right. I need to see it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, check it out. Please uh, subscribe there on our YouTube channel as well. Plus, if you are a fan of the podcast, do us a favor. Share one of those videos. You can get the link there. Or if you're uh, listening here, it's easy to share the podcast with a friend and it helps us grow. And we definitely appreciate that. And uh, we also appreciate 5150 LTM swagging us out. We couldn't do any of our podcasts without the amazing support and you for listening to the podcast you can get 20 percent off of all of the gear at 5150's web store isn't there a promo code or something there is kdd20 what is it kdd20 use the numerics kdd20 and get 20 percent off at checkout when you go to 5150ltm.com which the link is in the podcast description sick um Cesar Garcia, man, thanks for coming down. It's cool to finally uh, connect, you know. As uh, as Mikey knows, uh, met Cesar at a Comic-Con. I was like, man, I got to talk to this dude. So it's cool that we got it worked out. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to be here. Glad yeah. To be here. And 50 years old. Goodness. I'm 33. I look older than you. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> right? If we could all good be... good jeans. Lucky. If we could lucky. all be that handsome. Right? <laughs> Uh, we're going to jump in all over the place, but really, the, you know, one of the things that you were very gracious when I met you at that, that Comic-Con that you were filling me in really, you know, the past gang life and really kind of like a thing that people, I don't think, realize much like drug culture or anything else, you know, or at the party scene or whatever, you really get indoctrinated in and it, it's, it's almost like breaking an addiction of sorts because you get so much validation within it, I would think. It does. It fills a lot of voids, you know. Um, the gang, <clears throat> the gang life fills a lot of voids for you, uh, especially if you know if you didn't have like a strong family unit and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. it fills voids of stuff that you think, you know, you needed at that time. Stuff that you know that was that was missing, mm-hmm. um, and it is very addicting. You know, the life itself is very addicting. The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. I remember I was. Uh I was a teacher for for five years at a high school and a teacher goes to me like, I don't get it. Like, why do they do that? I'm like, really? How do you not get it? Okay, these kids, no one that's that's there, maybe maybe a single parent or oftentimes a grandparent raising them and the grandparents are old or working or whatever the situation is. And I go, how are they any different than our sports team? They all dress alike because they know it's their homie and they got each other's back in whatever scenario. And this is like all they know, you know? And so it's kind of, what was it for you? Like, how did you fall into it? Yeah, you know, there's many reasons. I think, um, you know, I think about this from time to time, um, especially because I do public speaking with, uh, you know, a lot of um, at-risk kids and stuff like that, you know? So I I think about a lot of this stuff and I can only speak for myself. Um, For me, it was really just... uh, it was normalized in my neighborhood. You know, growing up, I mean, uh, you know, gang members, older gang members were normal people to me, you know. Mm-hmm. They, weren't, uh, they weren't gang members. These were the people that showed me love. They gave me attention, you know, that made me feel good about myself, you know, people like that. So it was very normal for me, you know, to, to uh, sort of want to aspire to be like them, you know, at some point. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. I mean, shit, you don't have much to look up to sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So what was uh, like, when did you first, like how early on then did you start really getting involved with the gangs? Uh? Well, like I said, they were always there. You know, I grew up since I was little, uh, you know, gang culture was very strong in my neighborhood, you know, growing up in East Los Angeles in the hood, you know, um, ever since I was probably two or three years old, you know, I was, I would see, you know, fights, shootings, you know, uh, you know, criminal acts, you know, uh, drugs and all that stuff, yeah. prostitution, you know, so I, I was, uh, you know, I was, um, you know, it was there since I was, since I was little. And like I said, I saw it as something very normal right. and, uh, and I had bonds with, uh, with people like that, you know, and they were good to me. So I didn't see it as a problem. So growing up, I always wanted to aspire to be like them. You know, I, I wanted to, to be, you know, to be like, like these people that, that were giving me what I needed. Um, um, I'm sorry. What was the What was the actual question? I think I went off a little bit. No, you're good. I was like, I was curious about like at what actual age then was it? Did you get it really indoctrinated in? Um, I started uh, actually getting into trouble and going to jail before I joined the gang, mm. and then uh, you know um, I'm from the neighborhood that I grew up in. But um, I used to hang out with a bunch of people, even uh, people from like neighboring gangs and stuff like that. And um, I wanted to originally be from the gang early on, believe it or not. I did, but I was too young. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, so in the mix of it all and, and being influenced by, you know, by the, by the circumstances and the elements, uh, you know, of where I grew up, I started getting in trouble. You know, um, a lot of the kids, you know, there like myself, uh, might have not had a strong family unit, you know, growing up, um, you know, and there wasn't a, a lot of resources. So uh, a lot of us, you know, started getting into trouble. And uh, once I started going to jail, um, you know, you you become more familiar with, with gang culture, you know, mm -hmm. because in jail, almost everybody is from somewhere. Mm -hmm. So you meet guys from other gangs, other neighborhoods, you meet people that are in there from where you grew up and next thing you know I, I uh, you know I just uh, started going in that direction I, I always knew that I wanted to be from where I ended yeah. up being from yeah and it's almost like I don't think people understand tell me if I'm wrong it's almost like climbing the social ladder within that community yeah sort of yeah absolutely yeah, yeah it is and was it just your neighborhood or was your do you have family members who were in the gang as well or was it you said it was something you had always wanted to do because you had been around it. So was your family involved as well, or was it just like the neighborhood kind of thing? No, not necessarily. It was uh, it was the neighborhood. Oh, okay, gotcha. the neighborhood. But these people, like I said, uh, you know, these people were um, were people that gave me what I was missing. So sure. I had that bond with them. So sure. they were like family, and yeah. they are like family now. Sure. You know, yeah. of course, years and years later, you mm -hmm. know, decades yeah. later, um, this is really the. The only family that I have, well, it's not the only family that I have, but I have family in, in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, a little bit there and I don't have a lot of family out here in California. So, you know, they're basically my family. Right. Yeah. The ones that are left anyway. Gotcha. Right. gotcha. Most are doing consecutive life sentences or dead, you know. But wow. The That's very crazy. few that are that are there are the people, the only people that I could say that truly know me, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and have been there from day one. Right. How do you reflect back on that now? Like... Like that could have easily been me. Oh, absolutely. As far as that, multiple life sentences and. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy. Um, 
life is, is just crazy. When, when I think of all those moments that I could have been dead or, or, or cut life sentences and, and, or been involved in something, you know, on that level, um, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's the weirdest thing. Um, when I think sometimes, would I go back and change anything at any moment when I think of all these crazy moments? And I wouldn't because if I changed something, I'd probably be dead mm-hmm. or doing life. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like sense, you can't though, go you back like and, that. you know, but so I just, you know, I just, uh, I take that in and I, I use that now, uh, you know, to, uh, to keep me, uh, in the, in the state of mind that I'm in today, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful. Number one, I'm yeah. absolutely grateful to be here today. Um, you know, aside from, you know, being an actor or whatever, yeah. every day I, this is the honest truth. Every day I wake up and to be honest with you guys, man, I just, um, being alive and free is like, I honestly don't need anything else. Yeah. Anything else, dude, is just, it's just icing on the cake, man. Sure. It's just the extra gravy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The meat and potatoes is is waking up every day and in my own bed, you know what I mean? And waking up, period, you know? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I I've seen a lot of people die, including my own brother, you know, and um I couldn't ask for anything more, dude. I feel every day I, I realize how lucky and how just amazingly blessed I am. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, oftentimes along with, you know gang culture and stuff because you know you gotta figure here i am i'm a kid i grew up in a rural community farming community and and my exposure to to gangs was my parents didn't care what i seemed to watch movie wise and here i'm watching colors you know and that like that was the first that and then like obviously you know gangster rap because i were i'm about seven years younger than you but i was starting to see that shit and it was kind of a way of educating me like whoa there's a lot going on in this world that i just don't see like, is it, has it been interesting? Cause you know, people may not know watching this, you do work, you'll go out and speak to the youth and other people where you're kind of educating them about what this is and maybe even a sort of reform that we can bring to it. Yeah. You know, I, I basically sort of, uh, share life hacks with them, I guess, if you could say that, um, you know, there is a lot of moments in my life where I could have, you know, uh, changed my direction, mm-hmm. you know? earlier than I did. And now knowing that I, I let these kids know, you know, like, like these opportunities that you don't realize are there, uh, to, to get you in a, in a better place and, in, and moving in a direction that, you know, where, where you don't have to worry about your freedom and your, and your life, you know? Yeah. And, and just to really just, uh, show them that, you know, that no one's perfect and, and, uh, and regardless of what you've been through, um, you can always make a change. You can always make a difference that's going to benefit you. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, so that's really what, what I go in there with, with that. And I yeah. try to just share that with them, you know. And I tell them, you know, like, the only thing you can't bounce back from is death. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you're alive, you can change. And it don't matter how old you are because you're never going to be that old again, regardless what you are. Yeah. You know, so I, I share this stuff with them, hoping that it you know, uh, planting little seeds and hope that it grows into a beautiful plant, you know, and and gives them a better chance in life, you know? Absolutely. Well, it's great to be able to be that example. I mean, I can't imagine some of the roads and things that you did and like, you know, and like maybe reflecting, like, how did you get, how did you feel personal redemption for, for yourself and maybe some of the things that you got involved with? I know we spoke before the camera rolls, definitely got involved with 
you know, drugs can be a part of the culture and everything else. Like, you know, where was it the, the point with you? Like, what's the internal work you did on yourself in forgiving some of the maybe these acts or things like that? The first thing is forgiving yourself. And you got to understand that, you know, no one is perfect. It's not it's not where you've been. It's where you are. Yeah. And if you can uh, do something good in exchange for every single thing you've done wrong, then to me that's um that's good enough you know i think i can i can die comfortable and and die you know with, with uh with my head up more with caesar garcia coming up on knocking doors down and we talk a little bit more about the work he is doing in uh, gang reform as well as some of his uh, acting gigs and favorite uh, stories from on set and of course those fun random questions stick around for more with caesar garcia 5150 is a lifestyle. We believe in pushing yourself, finding your passion, knowing your dreams and working hard, and always striving to make those dreams your reality. We believe life is too short to sit back and say, what if? Go after it, grab it, and make it happen. Being 5150 is committing to that long, hard road. That road you know is going to be tough, but the most rewarding. That's living the madness. That's 5150. If you're living the 5150 lifestyle, then celebrate by rocking the goods. So listen up. There's a special deal for listeners of Knocking Doors Down. Go to 5150LTM.com and enter code KDD20 and receive 20% off your purchase. That's 51FIFTYLTM.com. Recovery in the Middle Ages, a podcast about two middle-aged suburban dads in their pursuit of life, love, and recovery. Hosts Mike and Nat brought together by their common struggle of addiction. They get to know each other's addiction story on air and realize they have more in common than they thought. They discuss current topics of interest to the recovery community, including 12-step, alt-recovery, the newest medical research, and with honesty, humility, and a lot of humor, talk about their daily struggle to maintain their recovery and anonymity in the world of soccer moms and PTA meetings. If the neighbors only knew. Find Recovery in the Middle Ages on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and MiddleAgesRecovery.com. That's MiddleAgesRecovery.com, a proud sponsor of the Knocking Doors Down podcast. I regret all of it, you know, anything that, that involved hurting someone or putting someone in a, in a bad situation, I... I um I regret it all, you know, but I can't take it back. I can only do something uh to help the next person or or you know, for everything that I did, you know, I can I can help someone do something good with themselves. Yeah. Um for me that's that's really the only way to look at it. I mean, you can't take anything back, you know, you can only do things uh that are going to sort of make a difference you know that's yeah. you know redeem yourself somehow that way you know like my brother you know he died um when i talk to these kids you know i um the thought of maybe you know changing the direction or this or the or the way that one of these kids is thinking that might you know get him out of ending up like my brother to me that's a win even if it's just one you know out yeah. of every hundred or thousand that i speak to whether it be at a school or probation camp or juvenile hall or whatever you know yeah yeah well, what was it with with your brother? Was it was it the gang life, drugs? What was the situation for for him? How did he pass? He was in the life. Uh, he died of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he died of drugs, overdose. So, what were the what, like? I know we, we talked. You you had mentioned something that we haven't heard in a long time. PCP. It's like 
that that is aging it you know that's a little PCP, bit people right. now like what the <laughs> we've had these a couple people about? mention lewds so it's yeah. a lot of <laughs> we've heard some older terms for drugs yeah. that don't really i don't even think they make lewds anymore yeah, or, <laughs> what did i mention like angel dust one time like dudes with yeah, lace, lace weed with angel, angel dust, dust and yeah it's yeah. like yeah nobody does that but yeah there's a lot of stuff back then you know uh primos i think primos are still around right the lacing the the joint with a uh, crack cocaine you know oh yeah those are fun. Primos. Primos, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't even know why they call it primos, but yeah, yeah primos, PCP, you know, juice, yeah. frios, we used to call them in the hood, you know, frios, uh, you know, man, these dipping, are all uh, dipping a menthol, you know, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, a menthol yeah, yeah. into, uh, <laughs> into this, this liquid, man. And you yeah. have to be careful with it because if you, you know, if you lit that shit wrong, it could blow up in your face. What was the liquid? You know what? I, I've never really known what it is. People say different things. I'm not sure what it is, so I don't want to say right, something right. and it's wrong. But I've, you know, never actually like looked it up to no, see exactly course, yeah. chemically, scientifically, what is it that we were. Some people say it's uh, it's um, tranquilizer, like mm. horse tranquilizer. Oh, Some people say it's uh, I don't know. I've heard a lot of stuff, but but this shit was. Uh, <laughs> was the thing, man, the 80s, bro. That was it, there man. There was a you, lot you, of stupid shit. You did it, you know. And we would have these little bottles, man. We called them, you know, little bottles that, that you know, that's how you carried around in your right. pocket, you know. Yeah. And you got some menthol, some cools, uh -huh. you know, and uh, dipped it, you know, 10 spot, 20 spot, all the way to the to the filter, you know. And, you know, we used to call it one hitter quitter, man, because that's all it took. I mean, the good stuff, you know. You did that, man, and your body was numb, Mm. Some people can handle it different. I was able to uh, to drive and, you know, do a lot of uh, normal shit on it. Mm -hmm. Some people couldn't really even get off their chair. You know, it just depends on the person. Right. But um, it was a uh, it was um, it was a great drug for a gang member, I guess, because uh, you know when I was on PCP a couple of times, I got jumped. You know, to the point that you know I, there was blood everywhere, lacerations you know split head all that and uh you don't even feel it man right. some people say it gives you extra strength and all that i don't know about all that do you lift up a car or something like this dude fought off like 30 cops but he was on pcp it's like what <laughs> well what it does do is it, it, it numbs you you know mm -hmm. so you don't feel pain right. you know i've been in car accidents and all that and walked away and you know broken limbs and all that and you don't feel it oh, you don't feel it gnarly. until it wears off <laughs> I could just have this vision yeah. of you like getting out of a car with a broken <laughs> leg just running like like Carlos hold on I'll be right there or some shit like, it makes you superhuman on that level I guess you know uh, I got jumped plenty of times and I didn't know I was losing the fight you know what I mean right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was winning until yeah. I heard about it so someone saw me <laughs> yeah. and they were like dude yeah. what the fuck like damn you got up bro like you need to go to the hospital you know yeah it's like nah man i'm good like nah bro you're not like caesar we could see your skull like <laughs> yeah, of course exactly. you can't know i can see i've heard that one i really have really no yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah underneath this cap i got some yeah holy shit man <laughs> oh, some nice ones man yeah yeah I've, I've literally heard that before yeah that's i can see your skulls i'm like man don't tell me that shit uh, yeah i yeah. i think that would be so much worse hearing about it i was in a car accident and i felt once the car landed like i felt Okay. All right. But then I'm looking at the oncoming traffic stopped looking and everyone's eyes are wide open, jaws dropped. And I'm like, oh, that's making it so much worse. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> so I can only imagine someone saying, Mikey, I seen your skull like that. Oh my gosh. That'd be terrifying. Dude, I had an ice pick. Um, one time I, I got jumped and, uh, at the neighborhood park. Um, and, uh, I had an ice pick sticking out of my, my oh. head. Yeah. 
That's fucking and so I went by this. Is your head just uh, all tore up from all? Not this? not completely, but I mean, I got some nice. Yeah, I got some nice scars under there. Yeah, uh, some nice nice scars here and there. Uh, does the missus <laughs> like it? Is like my baby's got battle wounds. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's funny because uh, she's uh, very different than I am. Yeah. You know, she grew up. Uh, she's from Oklahoma. I'm from California. She's not from the hood. You know, so. Um, um, actually, she's never been with someone like me, so all this stuff is new to her. And mm, she just sure. like she just shakes her head like, I don't get it, dude. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> women love the bad boys, man. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you're the yeah. reformed bad boy. Yeah, there you the go. There you go. Totally yeah. Reformed. yeah, yeah. Speaking of bad, I mean, we got to jump into some of the fun. Uh, you know, we'll bounce around. But man, I I got to know you from Breaking Bad. So what was it like? I got to ask like about Cranston and your, you know, your experience just on set being a part of that show that carried over with Better Call Saul. Yeah, you know, that was an incredible show that I was on. You know, I didn't think it was going to blow up the way it did. You know, I'm very grateful to have been on it, you know. And it was a really good experience. Everybody on that show is, uh, is amazing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I went out there to New Mexico to shoot, um, everybody was great. Everybody from the, you know, from the people behind the camera to the actors, you know, um, Brian Cranston, amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Just like the friendliest, coolest guy, dude. I mean, unbelievable. Um, I have a lot of love for that guy. He's, mm-hmm. And he's funny. Mm-hmm. He's oh, funny. God, he's he super funny. You wouldn't know that yeah. unless you shoot with him, yeah. But it was great from him to the creator, you know, um, Vince Gilligan, just down-to-earth people, man. That whole team, that whole campus just uh, was a real pleasure to work with. You know, and I and I got to work with people that are, you know that are on a amazing level in the in the craft of acting as well. So I learned a lot. It was yeah. it was great, great experience. Was is Brian? I mean, you had a couple scenes with him, right? Were you in shared camera time? Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. So was times, it a situation yeah. where he was the kind of guy you could go to and hey, Brian? You know, I'm not really sure how to approach this. That he was really collaborative, or was he just like Caesar? You're fucking awesome. Just be yourself. Or what, what? You know? No, he was. Uh, he was uh, like I said. He was very down to earth, very humble guy, um, open to anything. I mean, if I wanted to talk to him about anything, he'd be like oh, yeah, you know, and we'd talk. Um, so I believe he, he would have been completely open to any kind of like if I would have said, hey, you know, I need help on this. He would have totally helped me out. Yeah. yeah. Was there a picking of your brain being that it's it's like, you know, you actually kind of, you lived in that lifestyle that it's like, hey, Caesar, really, like, how was this, how did this really happen? And you're just like, yeah, guys, that's that's not how it would go or, or something. You know? I do that on a lot of projects, you know, especially like um, independent films. A lot of times I end up... Uh, kind of being like a um what is it called uh typecast no no the the guy who like kind of tells them how to do it or Mm -hmm. you know hey you know what this part right here we don't really do that or we don't really say that or he wouldn't you know that guy wouldn't wear that like that or or say that that kind of uh you know those kind of words in that situation but uh with breaking bad i mean you know i gotta give it to the to the writer man he was pretty on point so yeah no one ever asked me for anything any <laughs> no, of, uh, for my opinion no nah, i just and and i thought it was you know i thought it was very well done so yeah. do you have any cool uh stories from from on set um you know what uh like something that stands out you remember was a great memory i mean the whole thing was a great memory i think uh you know watching uh raymond cruz who played tuco you know yeah we were part of the first uh like bad guys on the you know on the show um you know, just watching him work, man, was was incredible. Like the guy goes 200%, you know, and if you watch that, you see what he's doing. It takes a lot, you mm-hmm. know, it takes a lot of energy to do that. And this guy would do it. People don't realize when you're on set, you know, um, everything you do, every single shot, 
you don't just do it one time. You right. do it 10, 20 times. You know, they want to do the wide shot. They want to do the close-up. Right. Close-up on me, close-up on you. I mean, you end up doing it so many times. And this guy just, that was like mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah. You know, seeing him work. Like I said, it was. It takes a lot to, to play Tuco, man. And this dude was yeah. on. That like, character was gnarly especially when we get like high as shit and you know oh, yeah yeah like, yeah you know this that it's fine i can see it vividly i almost want to go into it like come on man you know he was just like freaking amped seeing him do that several times yeah it's it's pretty yeah it's pretty impressive. how did you even get into that like okay you know so uh, guy goes through gang life and i swear i was just gonna you ask know that, yeah uh single mom right you, it was just your yeah, mom yeah she married um she married oh okay. um, nice man um, but um, I've never met my biological father. Um, don't know his name. Don't know who he is. I don't even know what he looks like. Oh, wow. so, yeah. Yeah. Did that ever trouble you? Like, is there any pointers like, he did me a favor? Or? You know what? Uh, thinking about it now, I'm sure that subconsciously, you know, it affected me, of course, obviously, yeah. right? I don't see it and I don't see the pinpoints where that might have affected me. Mm. Looking back... I know that it is incredibly important to have a father figure, you know, which is why I make sure that I'm, you know, there for my kids, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I realize how important that is. Um, you know, like I said, it was, it was, uh, it was such a, uh, my whole life was so crazy, you know, from beginning to end that I don't really see the pinpoint where, oh, that's the part where I would have needed my dad. But I'm sure it affected me, of course. Sure, you know, yeah. I, um, I had really low self-esteem growing up, you know. Um, I uh, had a, a level of self-hate, I'm sure, you know. Yeah. Uh, how else do you, do you how else can a, can a young man feel completely okay with dying, you know, and, and, and have no problem with that, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can't feel very good about yourself to be okay with that, you know. Growing up, I was okay with uh, with dying. I prepared for it my whole life, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, even before joining the gang and joining the gang, it was it was understood. You know, it's something that we just know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a it's a it's something that you you agree to. You know, yeah. you join a gang, you you already know the deal. You know, you're gonna be doing 25 years years to life or 100 years, and you know, or or you're gonna be uh, or you're gonna be dead. You know, mm -hmm. and so. And so that mentality, being completely okay with that, is proof that you know there was a lot of shit wrong with me. Sure. You know? yeah. And not having a dad was probably one of them. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and I hope and something that you know, and I think we're making moves forward where people are getting better. Like sometimes relationships don't work out, but it's like making sure a mom and dad is present. Like I think would change a lot of shit that goes on like quickly like and respecting that like okay you know you're the father you're the mother it didn't work out but let's be respectful and be there for the kids it would i i don't know what do you what do you kind of see with the, the speaking that you do as far That's, as that like presence of fathers and mom you know like both parties there i mean is it well it's really important i mean they don't have to be together but it's very important to have to have those two elements in your life you know yeah. mm -hmm. uh whether it be for a uh, simple advice you know feedback on something you know to be able to call your mom or call your dad you know and hey you know what and and you know my, my son you know one of my sons uh well all of them do that but one of my one of my sons he, he especially always does that i'm, yeah. I'm his go-to guy and i mm. love it you know and i love giving him my feedback you know and i can tell that he feels so much better after talking to me and he's right. like you know what dad you're right and 
he calls me like all stressed out <laughs> and at the end of the conversation he's just like calm and yeah. chill and he's like you know you're right or he'll tell me days later you know about everything we talked about prior to that and and how much it opened his you know his his eyes to to seeing things different you know gave him a better perspective that made him feel better about the situation that was that he was wigging out about you know so mm-hmm. um it's very important you know and 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 if you're growing up and and you don't have that or you don't have a a good relationship with your parents you know uh you know by default someone is going to take that position you know and that position might be uh you know a 30 year old drug dealer or a 30 year old gang member yeah. who's living in a way that wouldn't benefit you but if that's who you look up to and that's who you're taking advice from then you know what i mean yeah your life isn't going to go very well you know what i mean yeah. and if and if uh and if mother figures are are people who you know who don't have that uh, who aren't in a position where where a mother would be you know like is going to care about you on that level you know maybe yeah. has a different you know uh a different uh agenda you know or whatever you know they're steering you in a certain direction for a certain reason you know that's going to be different than your than your you know than your biological mother mm-hmm. or your biological father would you know and also you know uh just you you have a chance at least at uh at having someone steer you in a better direction just period right sure. you know because you know, because you have, you know, you have that biological bond with them, you know, I feel like it's my responsibility as a father, you know, to, to do that for my kids, you know what I'm saying? I can do that for others, but my kids, that's my blood, you know, yeah. so it's, it's just that higher responsibility, you know, that, that, yeah. you know, to, to make sure that they're okay. Well, it's, 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 as a father myself, it's like our, our legacy in essence to the world. If we don't, A, prepare them to go out and, and, and be confident within themselves, let alone to want to contribute to society in a positive way, whatever that may be. It's like, you know, we're kind of shitting on the rest of everything else too. You know, that's kind of how I view it, you know. Yeah, how, many, yeah. how many kids you got? I have five kids. What? Oh, wow. Yeah, five kids. They're all grown. <laughs> My baby is 20... She's gonna hate me for this if she sees this. <laughs> Twenty-two or twenty-three, <laughs> my baby. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. Uh, it goes all the way to thirty-some. So yeah, I started oh, young, man. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have Atari and Coleco at the time. Those <laughs> right. Couldn't afford that shit. <laughs> right, right, didn't right. even have a damn Hot Wheel. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think the most, uh, you know, maybe some fucking marbles. You know what I mean? Right. Mm. So yeah, on, on the spare time, man. You know. Wait. So how yeah. old is your oldest? Uh, thirty-some. 30-some, yeah, from from early 30s to early 20s, yeah. Oh, wow. So I started having kids as a teenager, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. Um, my first baby mama, um, I only have two. Mm-hmm. I have a first baby mama, which was a, which was a girl from my neighborhood. Um, you know, she was like my crime partner, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. in the hood. She's, she, you know, she was from my hood. Me and her did all kind of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, between the drugs and the, and the gangs and jail and and all the crazy stuff we were doing, um, you know, we ended up messing with each other. It's like a damn blur now when I think about it. Yeah. You know? Just two kids, man, not knowing any better. You know, two kids uh, from broken homes, and uh, she didn't have a father either. Uh, I don't mean to put her life out there, but it is what it is, man. It's the reality of, of, of life in the hood, you know. Uh, her mom was an alcoholic, you know. Um, and so she ended up uh, under the same influences as I did and, you right. know, and ended up a gang member. I mean, she was with it. Have nothing but respect for this woman, um, but uh, yeah, we made we made three kids. I made three kids with her, and um, I'm glad to say that you know what, 
uh, she has turned her life around. She did it way before me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to say her name, but anybody who knows, knows. She's a registered nurse, been doing that for, oh, for her. you know, 20, 30 years. I don't know. Nice. Uh, she got her shit together. I didn't, yeah. you know, be things between me and her didn't work out, obviously, you know, um, not because not only because I was a child, but myself. And, you know, it takes, you know, us guys, man, it takes takes a lifetime for us to to figure shit out. You know, yeah. <laughs> women, they're always ahead of us. Us, you know, I barely started figuring shit out in my 40s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And, and was able to be uh, uh, a decent partner, you know, for yeah. anyone. So, yeah. yeah, it is what it is, man. Yeah. That's comforting, Susie, because I just hit 43 and I'm just kind of now, <laughs> like, for the first time in my life, I'm like, I think I'm actually in a good relationship. Which this guy encouraged me. He's like, you know, you really should date. I don't know about that. And it's like the most healthiest thing I've ever done. Um, great, great. But, uh, oh yeah, so the question prior to our little segue was, how the hell did acting come about? You know what, acting, never thought about doing it. Um, last time I had a dream before the dream of, of being a big shot and, you know, in, in the, you know, it, in a jail cell tw doing 23 hours a day coming out for one hour and and calling shots you know that was right. my dream before that dream uh when i was innocent yeah, yeah. <laughs> short time i was actually innocent i wanted to be an astronaut there was a couple right you know a scientist i was always into science and all that as a, as a young young child you know after that i wanted to die on a street corner and and, and mm. you know die with honors you know like a, like a like a you know like a navy seal would you know mm. on a mission right mm -hmm. but uh Acting just kind of fell in my lap, to be honest with you. It just really? fell in my lap, yeah. I, it was at the right moment, though. Right moment, because uh, I've had many opportunities to do some really cool stuff in my life. I, I'm very, you know, it's hard for me to say this because it almost sounds like I'm bragging, but I, I've had a lot of talent in my life, you know? Sure. Luckily for me, I've, I've been good at a lot of things, you know? Um, at one time, I was good with music, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I was, uh, I had so many opportunities ran into the right people you know i had a, a production studio with someone you know huh. just the, this, the greatest people you know that i could have had but i still had one foot in the door and one foot out you know i was still trying to be a gangster and be a musician rapper producer whatever and never works out you know yeah never works out so i uh threw a lot of uh, great opportunities away but at this moment when the acting came around luckily i was i was in a better place i was already looking for something different i was already kind of going in a different direction you know uh, mentally you know yeah. what i'm saying and so it came at the right time you know it came at the right time had it came earlier i would have done the same thing you know it would yeah. just ruined it so it came at the right time um i was actually just being nosy at a music video mm. it was really? a music video by uh, mary j blige mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to really see Mary J. Blige. I've always been a fan, you know? And so uh, I went to go be nosy, and uh, that's the day that I met my uh, first manager agent in the business. This was a guy who had uh, a company, an agency, who specialized in putting people like myself on videos, commercials, movies, film, TV, yeah. whatever, right? Um, he was like the go-to guy, you know, the go-to agency if Hollywood wanted something real. You know, they wanted the real deal, real L.A. people, you know, uh, hood guys or whatever. Um, so he came up to me, said, hey, you have a good look, man. You ever thought about acting? I almost took it as a, even though I was already in a different, you know, I was already thinking a little different. It still was like, I ain't no fucking actor. <laughs> you know I, mean? like I look like an actor to you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was almost like, what I look like? 
an actor, you know? But um, took his card, didn't think much of it. Uh, to me, uh, you know, being in the hood, you you, you kind of see those things as, ah, you know, the fool wants money. Right. It's a scam or something, right? So it is what it is. You know, I, I didn't think much of it. Months later, I ran into his card and uh, somebody talked me into calling it, you know? Mm -hmm. I was like, for what? It's probably a scam. Like, you, should, you know, you never know. Yeah. Sounds cool, you know? Called it. The guy remembered me. He remembered who I was. And to me, that was very significant. And only because of that, I was like, you know what? That's that's crazy. You know, I called, hey, you know, hey, yeah, you gave me a card, blah, blah. Who's this? My name's Caesar, blah, 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 blah. I told him, yeah, I met you at this. Oh, you know, you're you're from, you know, he's an ex-hood guy too. You know, he's oh. like, oh, you're from. I said, yeah, that's me. Oh, shit. You know, how come you never called? I said, you know, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. He said, send me your picture, your information, blah, blah, blah. I said, all right, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Next thing you know, I was... Uh, going to an audition you know which i knew nothing about and the rest is history man yeah, that's great trip. perfect place at the perfect time right yeah Jeez. yeah what was the first paying gig first paying gig was um was uh christina aguilera uh music video really? i started off doing uh background work mm -hmm. you know um and did that for about a couple years before i got my first speaking so my first gig was literally a uh, music video I was featured in a music, a featured extra in a music video. Yeah. It was called was it? Uh, Dirty. Dirty. Oh, okay. Dirty, yeah. I know the song. It was a big hit, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it ended up being like song. a big thing, yeah. yeah. She's like in a, in a boxing ring. Yeah. So I was oh, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I was one of the guys in her corner. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. Right, right on. What was the first speaking gig? First speaking gig was uh, a TV show called The Shield. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is no longer yeah. around. It was also, also like a... It was... Uh, has some awards behind it right yeah the shield, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time, no, i know, you know the shield, yeah. tv show so that was my first speaking gig yeah nice right on yeah this guy got me in man um this guy manny jimenez actually would be a great person for you guys to uh interview mm -hmm. i'm gonna give you guys the, the information Please, absolutely. after yeah, that'd be yeah. Great. the guy is an ex-hood guy just like me you know same same struggles and same you know disadvantages growing up and uh he is now uh, he does the same kind of work that I do. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of the stuff together, you know, the speaking and the, you know, just yeah. trying to help humanity and kids and stuff. But he's also a director, a writer, and a producer. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we've actually done a couple of things that you can check out on uh, his uh, YouTube page. Mm. We've done a couple of projects together, and we got some big stuff in the works at the moment right now. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Great guy to interview. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to. Yeah. Well, I know you've been busy because we, we've been kind of trying to shuffle this around like we met prior to the, this recording oh, you know, yeah, three yeah. months That's ago right. or something. It's like, yeah, yeah. I can't that time. I'm busy, but I'll try next time. Life, things yeah, are coming I, up, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, that's cool as shit. Um, let's uh, let's go uh, fast and furious. What was that experience like? Cause it was four, right? If I'm remembering the time, it was yeah. four. It was, it was four. four fourth yeah. installment, yeah. I mean, that's like that movie's climbed into the echelon as far as if you look at a a series of movies like almost Star Wars esque, in that it's you know there's going to be like eleven or twelve of these things, and you know you were a part of that. Do you ever kind of go? That's kind of badass. So it is pretty freaking cool. It took a while to dawn on me, I'll be honest, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it is. Uh, the franchise is, you know, is, is incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're going 10 from what I know. Well, it's like 10 and then they had the one offshoot with Statham and that's The Rock. Right, that's and, right. Yeah. They had like a little. They're doing another yeah, way yeah. or something. Yeah. They're going to juice it for all it is, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Universe I mean, it's working. Not Keep as it. crazy as they are they're they're fun to watch right yeah. a lot of people if you know it works from this, then why stop <laughs> why, why stop yeah why stop yeah. hey 
uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to have been a part of that franchise as well. And even more so to to have the opportunity to have worked with such an amazing person like uh, Paul Walker, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, you know, and a lot of people say that about everyone when they pass, but I'm going to tell you from my experience, I'm, I'm, you know, I read people very well. The guy in my eyes was absolutely, genuinely humble. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a really nice guy, really nice guy, humble and uh, down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a great time with him, man. It's, it's so sad that... Uh, that he had to go so soon, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. talked with a couple of people that have done different projects with him, or one of my good friends had went to high school and surfed with him and, and had said that about him, that it was pretty just, like you said, you kind of see what you get, or what you get is what you see. I forget how that saying goes right now. Yeah. And, oh, I thought it was incredible how uh, Vin Diesel walked Paul Walker's daughter down the aisle when she got married, and I was mm-hmm. like, wow, like mm-hmm. that was just giving the chills saying it but yeah, that's cool yeah. it goes to show like how big of a family that is the fast and the furious you know what i mean so it's, yeah yeah it's incredible and even his uh his immediate family you know i i um i talked to you know his brothers and stuff and i mean just the, the nicest guys dude yeah. like once i met his brothers and all that i was like you know what i, I see where he gets it from yeah for sure yeah mm-hmm. they all seem to be just very decent human beings you know mm-hmm. very very uh very down to earth mm-hmm. and yeah. humble. Yeah, great people. What great was your people. favorite part of shooting that movie? You know what? I'm I'm a I'm a physical kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so just being able to do ninety percent of those stunts on there, man. Yeah, was the was the most coolest experience in my career. To be honest with you, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They won't let me do everything, and they right. didn't let me do everything then. You know. Um, because you know you get hurt you know right so i didn't do everything but i did most of them i'll be honest i didn't do the fall into the car mm. you know professional did that you, know, you, got, you got cut and everything you, know? <laughs> yeah. like, you see that's why we didn't let you do it <laughs> yeah. like, all right you know you're right but you know just uh being able to to do that was uh was the funnest thing in the world you know so you wanted to do it they just wouldn't let you they yeah i wanted to do the whole thing i yeah. wanted to do my own, all my own stunts and they had someone there for me and everything and um, you know, I had a I had a step back at right, some point. Right, you know, right. uh, the director, you know, Justin Lin, was like, "No, no, <laughs> yeah. can't do that." Sorry, let the uh, all right, man, whatever. But I've done my own stunts mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of things. Yeah, mm. if you look at my IMDb, I have I think like twelve stunt credits or whatever. Yeah. Nice. You Did know. you uh, get any experience like with the stunt driving and stuff too? Any of that training with it, or was it just nah, not so much? Not so much. I didn't go into it. I um, I knew that I wanted to you know, be an actor, not necessarily a stunt guy. But um, so I didn't, you know, take any uh, any kind of training or anything for that. Right. I kind of just did it from my own past training. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, and they kind of believed that, you know, that right. I could do it. And I did it. And I did it with that. But um, did you go, yeah, ice pick. The yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm talking yeah. About. <laughs> you see this? You see that? Yeah, man. You know, I, yeah. I know how to drive cars like yeah. that. You know, I can do those kind of things. Um, but uh but i did learn a lot from the actual stunt guys as well you know yeah. amazing guys man I, I give it up to the stunt guys just amazing work that these guys do you know Hell they put yeah. their life on the line you know just to just to to give you that shot you know mm-hmm. that that looks real yeah and sometimes it is real yeah you know what i mean yeah what was justin lynn like to work for he just seems cool as shit i cool. love a lot of his work he's so chill just the coolest guy dude i was i was actually a bit um uh nervous i guess you know working with him you know like yeah. to not to bug him but he was so cool he was man he was so cool like yeah I see this and that, this and, that. Just, <laughs> and it's crazy uh getting that was was such a you know process you know i i think i uh i think i went to uh 
several uh, callbacks. Mm -hmm. As an actor, you do the original audition or whatever, and then they call you back, and then you usually get it. But for this, I kept going back and back and back, and I was just like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to get this. But uh, the thing that, that got me through, you know, at the end of the day, my looks and everything, anyone can have that. Um, and I'm only saying that because a lot of times, you know, people hit me up, oh, you know, yeah, homie, blah, blah, you know, I want to be an actor. But, you know, it does take acting as well, you know. Sure, yeah, and luckily for me, I had, I had the chops, you know, to get me in uh, to do that. And I also had, you know, the look. Mm -hmm. and, and, and he wanted someone authentic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it all helped as the formula. But at the end of the day, in film, if, uh, you know, the looks and, you know, whether you've been there, you've been a gangster and all that, uh, can only get you so far. At the end of the right. day, you got to study the craft. You got to learn about the actual art of yeah. acting. And so, luckily for me, I had enough to get me in the door. And I'm, I can be nothing but, uh, yeah. you know, pleased that I yeah, no, was able to. I'm trying to remember who else the other actors that were like in your crew in that movie. I'm drawing a blank because you had some other really cool actors that were kind of like, you know. Uh, yeah, you know what? There's, um, I believe in the, in the four, I believe uh, a friend of mine who started with the same company actually. Uh, his name was Luis Moncada. Okay. He ended up being one of the twins on uh, Better, Better Call Saul and Breaking oh, Bad. Oh, You know, those two okay. crazy twins? Yeah, those Yeah, so these guys started with me in the same agency, you know? There's some real dudes, you know, mm -hmm, from the yeah. hood and, you know, that decided to do something with their life. And uh, as you can see, they're doing very well as well. Yeah. 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 Really nice guys, too. Yeah. That's funny because <laughs> do you know which characters he's talking I about? Don't. So there's two twins that the Salamanca the, brothers are twins. Yeah, yeah. And like their whole story is just like I mean, where the you know the grandpa like drown trying to drown one of them because he ratted them out and like where they were like indoctrinated into this shit like from like you know little cold blooded stone oh, yeah. cold killers. And they just it's <laughs> funny to have have Caesar say the nicest guys because they are they just like go up to dudes in the parking lot and just like and slice them, you know, them up and blood everywhere and they just, just hack somebody wipe down off like their nothing, face yeah. and walk away it's like yeah. there is no way those are nice guys they're like yeah we come over for for barbecue every sunday you know it's like <laughs> yeah really uh, cool guys yeah that's funny but they were part of uh i believe they were part of that same installment yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 5150 is power the power to overcome the power to persevere the power to set your life on a course for success when you're faced with the challenges life throws at you, you focus and do what is needed to go beyond what is required. So stand up, stand firm, believe, make it happen, and live through the madness knocking doors down along the way. We are 5150. I, every time I go, wow, the Fast and Furious is getting more and more crazy. I mean, the last one, spoiler alert, they sent the f***ing car to space. Yeah, you know? I know, I know. And I remember starting out watching it because I had like the Honda Civic when it was first getting cool in our, our group. And we went and watched it, you know, like 15 cars in a row. The first one, and I text my buddy, I'm like, can you believe now they're sending cars to f***ing space? I'm so done with these movies. He's like, <laughs> he's like you're a f lie you're gonna watch it again I'm like yeah i've already watched it five times <laughs> that's the thing it, you know and i heard that a lot too you know on social media everybody was like ah oh, they went overboard but you know just because of that you're gonna see the next one you're oh, gonna yeah. want to see how crazy or stupid whatever you think yeah. it was you're gonna want to see what next you know what they're gonna do next so well i mean it keeps selling tickets too yeah, so yeah. i mean it's really yeah you know, it's, i mean they're fun yeah you know i tell yeah. everybody they're just fun to watch you know we didn't talk Better Call Saul any. Better Call Saul. Um, you know, I ended up being on that. Um, unfortunately, uh, Vince Gilligan had uh, written me in 
pretty much the whole thing. But uh, Raymond Cruz ended up getting a um, a uh, season regular on a, on a different show mm-hmm. where he was doing something completely different. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't able to come back on. And since we were a, a, like a crew, right. you know, I was only in the first uh, season of Better Call Saul. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. What was that? Nonetheless, I'm happy to be in it, you know, because that ended up being sure. yeah. you know, a great show as well. Oh, yeah. it's phenomenal. What, what, yeah. what was I, of course, obviously working with Vince Gilligan again, but, you know, a, a totally different side of the cast and new people coming in. What was that experience like? Kind of, okay, we shot this. We're going before that. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was cool when I got the call. You know, I was like, "Oh wow, they're doing a prequel." I'm like, "Cool," because I died. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I get to live again." Yeah. So I was excited, you know. So yeah, it was it was a great experience. Uh, same thing. Um, um, what is the main guy, Odenkirk? Or yeah, Bob name? Odenkirk. Bob, yeah, great guy too. Mm, very, yeah. very cool guy as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fun. It was fun, uh, you know, working with uh, Raymond again and uh, hurting people. Yeah. <laughs> and getting paid for it. And, and at <laughs> right. the end of the day, no one's really hurt, you know? Everybody yeah. goes home. Are you the type to, like, watch yourself on TV or do you not like seeing yourself? Um, I don't. You don't I, like it's it. not that I don't like what I just don't go out of my way to do it. Sure. But I, if it was I, on, you're not going to... Yeah, it. I'm not going to change it. I'll be like, oh, okay, whatever. Let me <laughs> yeah. let me see what the hell I do. Everybody but, come look at Dad's on yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. Does your wife like ever, Caesar, you're on TV. Come she over. does. She yeah. does. She'll send me, you know, videos if I'm not home. You're on, you know, you're on whatever, HBO, you're on, you know. Yeah, yeah she's, uh, she's a big fan. That's good, that. man. That's, That's good. cool. That support system. I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV, period. Okay. I haven't really? watched TV in about 17 years. Yeah. I'll be damned. Yeah. And uh, so I don't watch TV. I don't watch my stuff. I don't watch anything. Yeah. I do once in a while will binge watch a uh, particular show. Sure. If I hear something's really cool, I'll do that. Mm. I like going to the movies also. You know, sure, when, yeah. when I have time, we'll go see a movie, you know, when it comes out. But um, I don't watch uh, regular television. I don't. She does, though. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. What are some of the shows you binge? Uh, you know what? I've watched uh, shows like... Uh, well, I watched SOA back yeah. when, you know, ended up watching Loved it. Loved Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, nice. Loved oh, it, dude. Really oh, my gosh. Awesome. Did you watch the Mayans? I have not watched the Mayans. I, I've watched a few episodes. Mm-hmm. I happen to know a lot of people that are sure. in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also uh, binge watched uh, Boardwalk Empire and right. also a couple of other ones. Just kind of like not in the same genre, right, sort of. Right, just right, right. just kind of random stuff that sure. I've heard about and kind of looked into it and said, you know what? That looks pretty good. Yeah. Or maybe it's someone in it that I, that I really like to see you yeah, know, as yeah. an actor. And no, so that I've was watched a couple stuff, yeah. My dad and I show with Sons of Anarchy. Like, we Sons would watch Anarchy, that yeah. and it was just... That was fun, yeah. It was yeah. super fun <clears throat> and the way it ended was perfect. It tied up all loose ends. It was just absolutely perfect. And I was bummed it was over, but yeah. It was a good Breaking one. Bad was that way. I still say that's the best ending to a TV series ever. The best ending to a TV series is The Sopranos. <laughs> that one's tough. Just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 you're not. One of my top favorite ever. Why? I can binge watch that the whole thing. It's a phenomenal show. From beginning I love the show. to end. I'll go Sopranos is, trivia with you toe to toe all day, dude. It is I'm telling the you. The best, one of the best shows ever agreed in my opinion agreed but the Sopranos. way it ended but the last horrible. episode the last scene the last you know the music's getting louder journey's getting her it's meadow can't park the car she opens the door cut it like faded to white didn't did it? sill die what happened 
No, it didn't fade to white. It cut to black, and that was oh, it. it cut to now black. I couldn't remember if it faded to white. Yeah, it it's black. just one of those things. Now you we're know, all it's just one of those things. Like you fucking decide. But regardless of that, oh, it but is besides the ending, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. And they yeah. won shit award after award. Yeah, yeah. Like they were just on top of the Sopranos world. Sopranos will be forever. I think uh, one of my favorite. Oh, absolutely, yeah. hands down, hands down yeah. for sure. Yeah, love that show. So jumping back to just like it's cool as shit to you know a guy that you that went through all this and where you're at now and who you are now like what what is a day like for caesar because you don't watch much tv or things but then i saw this cool photo on your your uh, instagram something that i also do hiking and i didn't see what mountain it was but you know it's like okay that hike i'm pretty sure is like a good three four hour hike so you seem to like really six and a half hours six and a half yeah. is that one way or both up and down that's up and down up and down up okay and down, yeah because the last up one i did was uh um it's up near lassen mountain up north i can't remember the name of kraken mountain or something like that but that's pretty wild so like what's what's a day like for you because you seem like a guy that's like you got to go and have challenges i do i do i have to challenge myself it's sort of my spiritual practice mm, yeah. i have to challenge myself i have to push myself whether it be in the gym whether it be uh, hiking whatever the case may be um a day for me is taking care of stuff yeah. taking care of stuff and taking care of those who uh who i love you know yeah. um right now as you know my mom there's a lot going on with my mom so that takes up a lot of my time but uh the minute i get a break to get away man i'll, I'll look for the highest mountain man and just yeah go ham you know what i mean yeah. how did you develop that, that passion i've always kind of had it to be honest once i once i you know once i started um applying my energy and my efforts into into something different i started to uh to find uh this love for for those kind of things you know and like i said i'm a very physical guy so um physical challenges is is um is something that i almost need mm -hmm, it's yeah. like my anti-drug you know yeah, yeah. i have That's to punish cool. myself <laughs> i punish myself and then i and then i feel good afterwards yeah, you know yeah, yeah but that's i can sleep at night knowing that i tortured myself that day that's i don't know what the, the hell that's about some masochistic type <laughs> shit <laughs> but i i I've, I've, i'm still fucked up but I, but I, but i'm you know but i've i've turned it around yeah. into a way that 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 <laughs> that it helps people and it and it keeps yeah. me you know uh sane right that's the best way <laughs> and I'm productive you know what i mean but i'm a, and a nice guy but it's beneficial yeah. now yeah keeps so, me from you know from thinking of you know of of uh being one of the salamanca brothers you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah no it's cool man i mean you know what what really was the point because you mentioned like you're you know doing music because you still kind of had a foot in the gang life where was the point for you is just like i'm done with this and it's time my life turns around was it incarceration or was it just like Fuck, i know where this is going and it's a coffin well it's all of those things uh, at first it wasn't a uh, incarceration i actually liked it i think i became uh institutionalized yeah. I, I liked it uh you know i would get out and i low-key wanted to go back in and would do kind of careless things or you know it was part of the life that i was living but um but i was okay with with going back to jail every time i was okay mm. and many times i took the rap you know for the homies like hey you know what i'm gonna let you guys go home it's all good i'm gonna put it on myself you know and i was okay with that i was happy to go back it was a uh, 
just fucking weird, dude. Yeah. Like, like, like jail gave me some kind of sense of comfort of somehow. I don't know. Almost what, structure. I still haven't. Yeah, I haven't figured that out a hundred percent. I've spoke about it before, and I don't feel like I'm gonna talk about it really good. So I'm gonna leave it at that. You're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to mess up. The, but yeah, um, at some point, I just stopped feeling that way about that. I stopped feeling. Uh, okay with dying uh, at some point after seeing most of the people that I grow, grew up with, you know, die or end up in jail for life. At some point, I, I can't say that it was one thing that happened. Mm-hmm. I already had five kids since I was a teenager. Gang bang, didn't, you know, did both, you know, mm-hmm. try to be a dad, still mm-hmm. a gang member and all that. My brother had already passed, I believe, and I was still... At some point, I, I could say I probably started waking up and not feeling the same. Yeah. I, it probably started one day and every time after, I just, I just didn't feel the same way about all that. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Shit, I never thought this was going to happen, but I, I kind of don't want to be in jail for the rest of my life. Kind of don't want to die after all. I think, I'm, I, think I want to live. I'm not sure why, but I don't think I want that anymore. <laughs> it just didn't feel the same. I felt, I started feeling out of place with that. Something that I was so cool with and so okay with. Right. You know, to the, to the death. I was like, yeah, this is, I'm cool with this shit. I don't, I don't give a fuck. This mm-hmm. is what I want to yeah. do. Yeah. You know? And uh, that started to change. And as I started to change, luckily, I um, am a pretty intelligent human being, you know? I think a lot of us are mm-hmm. that are in that life. And, uh, Luckily for me, I I, uh, I started using some of that intelligence and uh, and and being uh, and being uh, started to be loyal to to how I was feeling, you know, be be real to myself, you know, and and I started to uh, you know to look for something different, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't so much looking for a way out at that moment, you know, I've never gotten out of my neighborhood you know i don't think you can really get out of some gangs sure i don't i think mine is one of them so but you know what it, it just uh your perspective changes and and the way that you deal with people changes you know um you know nowadays i um you know i'm, I'm still cool with my homies you know mm-hmm. and and some are still in the life and there's only a few left for my generation and literally i can count them in one hand mm. But you know what? I'm there on a different level now. You know what I mean? I'm there for them if they need something, you know, different. You know, I'm not there to, you know, to hide a, a gun or yeah. help them go shoot somebody. You know? <laughs> but you know what? If they need me, I, I, I'll i be there for them. You know, it's just different now. Yeah. Our relationship is different, you know. Um, I'm there to to help them, you know, if they want to do something different sure, with their yeah. life. You know? Yeah, hopefully so, transcend so I, I support that. them. I love them. I uh, you know, I have love for for you know where I came from and everyone from there. You know, but I I um, I just uh, I do not involve myself in in anything that is uh, illegal, and mm-hmm. I don't you know. Yeah. But if someone needs help on, a, on on with something positive or you know whatever the case may be, if I can do it, I'll do it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that you know anyone can hit me up about, about anything. Uh, if I can do it, I'll do it. If I can't, I can't, whether it be my kids or anyone I know. You know, I'm going to be straight out. If I can do it, I'll do it. If not, I'll tell you I can't do it. Right. And that's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
And that, that, that becomes a very powerful thing in life and a necessity. Yeah. yeah. And we'll wear, wear ourselves thin. All right. Well, we're getting near the end here. We do some fun random questions, Caesar. Are you ready for these? These are just Let's for shits and giggles All right, and, shits and stupidness. Giggles. Mikey, I mean, I, I don't know if you want to hit him with the most important question ever. The most important one is, so you're, you know, you've been in a couple fights, been in a couple, all that good My stuff. My whole life. I've <laughs> been in a few. So My mom used to fight said, me like a little, like a little rooster when I was little. <laughs> yeah. Literally for shits and giggles with her friends. Yeah. With they her used friends, to fight us. kids? Yeah. From my, from my memory. Yeah. Since really? I was really little. Yeah. Until, until there was blood. You oh, fought until there was blood. Was there money? I'm not sure. I didn't Dude. get any. <laughs> I didn't get any. <laughs> I didn't get no toys out of it if it was. <laughs> I don't know if there was any, any bets on it, but yeah, man, I was, I was being fought since I was little. Oh. My mom was that kind of woman. You was know? your mom in the life? She wasn't from my gang, but my mom, uh, my mom was a very tough woman. Mm -hmm. My mom was a very violent woman. <laughs> right, right. So like, um, if you guys, like she was the kind of woman that, yeah, you know, my whole life growing up, you know, if I lost a fight or something happened or I got jumped, and this is way before gangs or anything, you know, she would be the kind that get me, give me a baseball bat and said, "You go over there and you crack that mother." head open wow. and a lot of times i did and the police came through and i don't really remember how that ended Damn. up but i mean yeah my mom uh yeah I, you know violence was a very normal thing unfortunately mm. it was right. a very normal thing my mom normalized that just uh my mom was very impulsive and and you know what and, and to say something good about my mom you sure. know my mom wasn't the kind that my mom was was never a victim you get what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. growing up my mom was f***ing people up my mom right. was never slapped around or anything. Sure. I saw her do that. Yeah. I saw her break bottles on motherfuckers' heads and whatever, you know, fucking blood all over the fucking kitchen and whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My mom, so I, you know, you know what, yeah. my mom. And she was grooming you guys to basically take no shit from anybody. Exactly. Well, you were in a tough, it's just a tough neighborhood. To and begin I, and with. And I would think you would yeah. have to, that people don't understand, you almost have to be that way to survive. It's yeah. like, oh. So your mom was grooming you for the life yeah. that you yeah. had to live in. Yeah. yeah. And I think the reason that I'm that way as well is because of my mom. Even right now, you know, mm -hmm. my mom, you know, like I said, yeah. terminal cancer, mm -hmm. more than more than one tumor, terminal cancer, uh, liver failure, kidney failure, heart failure, uh, COPD, I don't know, something congestive, something, yeah. right? She's still alive. You look at my mom. I mean, you know, you good, mom? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. I saw the video. <laughs> she could be dying. But yeah, she's, to, was it the yeah. ICU to, to, you know, yeah, the my mom has ward. always been that way. I just, you know, yeah. no, no pussy shit. You know, yeah. you, you ain't going to be no pussy. Yeah. yeah. Well, with all that fighting being said. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I threw it off. No, 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 no. No, that was I good. I wanted to hear about. Yeah, yeah. Would you rather fight one horse-sized chicken or 10 chicken-sized horses? <laughs> well shit 10, ten chicken sized horses okay but we just oh, had a conversation with somebody who said you know ants are a tarantula's worst nightmare because they army up and all everybody's kills that tarantula so if you had 10 of those little bastards coming out <laughs> i mean they're they're horses but they're you know the size of a chicken they get your might team up on you kick you in the nuts or something yeah. <laughs> true true so i think i think uh yeah i think just i think punt the little bastards yeah just 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 <laughs> you know Kick him around. Caesar is. Caesar's looking at us like I didn't see this yeah, conversation like, yeah, going. Yeah. What kind like? of question is this shit? <laughs> and I might have, you know, I might think back. You know, I, I didn't answer that right, but <laughs> I said it. I'm a stomach. I'm gonna own it. <laughs> hey, we talked to Chuck Liddell. He wanted to fight all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bring them all up. Bring yeah. them all up. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be funner anyway. Yeah. Right? yeah. If uh, you could have one superpower, what would it be? 
one superpower to heal. Ooh. Obviously. Yeah. My mom. Yeah. You got that's, yours. You're the only other per we're at a hundred interviews then? Yeah. You're the only other that's physical healing, of that's course. That's mine. You're the Someone has cancer. No more cancer. They have this. No more that. Boom. You know? He said the same thing. He wanted to heal. Mine was like, I want to be able to teleport. I hate airports. I want to just be able to teleport and get to where I am. He's like, I want to heal people. I'm like, you. Now I just look like a dick. <laughs> I know. He's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You now I, now I just look I know, like I He's like, I want to avoid people. We're like, I, I don't know. want people to hurt. You're the only other person out of just convenience. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I know, right? I'm gonna go. Screw <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys. I'm out of here. Oh, what would be another one? Okay, um, if you were stranded on a deserted island and you could take with you one movie and one album, what would it be? I would take The Sopranos, the whole thing. I know you said movie, but does it count? The, the box set, yes. we'll give the yes, box that, set. Yeah, damn right, that yeah. counts, absolutely. And uh, We music, ain't gonna argue wow. with you on it. What's that? Music, huh? Music, yeah. that's a good one. Mm -hmm. So much good music. I, I love, and also because I love so many genres of music. That would be, that's kind of a hard one. It's tough, man. Hmm. You could even pick a movie soundtrack. <clears throat> one album, damn. I'm trying I, to give I, you I, even a compilation. I know it's hard. Yeah, I'm trying to think um, if I would take the Soprano soundtrack. I don't think I would. There were some cool probably, There were some yeah, good ones, but. not. I don't think I'd. There were some cool yeah. songs in there, but not, I wouldn't want um, to take it on an island. Music wise, it would be something from the 80s. I don't know. Is that good enough? Something yeah, from the 80s. Yeah. yeah, something from the 80s that could either be uh, 80s hip hop, early 80s hip hop, mm -hmm. or even even heavy metal, dude. Yeah. yeah. Really? Early, yeah. 80s heavy metal. What kind of 80s, what kind of metal bands are you into? I mean, uh, like I said, I like all types of music from, you know, uh, R&B, uh, blues, uh, you know, even classical music, rock, heavy metal, uh, you know, uh, reggae, mm -hmm. uh, the rock stuff that I, that I, uh, you know, what's it called with is, uh, like, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath, yes. Metallica, you know, stuff like that. Oh yeah. yeah. Now you're you right know? in my yeah, wheelhouse. Yeah. ACDC, Megadeth, you know, stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love ACDC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the most important questions. Led Zeppelin, is, of course. Oh yeah. Right? Led Everybody Zeppelin. loves Zeppelin. <sighs> if you don't yeah. like at least one song by Led Zeppelin, then I don't know. You don't know music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> something wrong you with your, music. Yeah, with your yeah. music meter. What's wrong with your fucking hearing? You don't yeah, like yeah. Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Uh, favorite curse word? <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. I, <laughs> it's hard to argue, right? Somebody says, probably hella or shit. It's like, no, dude, it's gotta be. No, fun. it's. You can yeah. Yeah. I say it too much, <laughs> and yeah. my wife is just. Dude, you're cussing, and I try, I try, but yeah, you know, yeah. that's hard. It's just it's hard, you know, yeah. sometimes shit happens. Just, you know, I know, what I mean? like, I know it's exactly. Just, it's so it's so quick. Yeah. Um, if you could have dinner with anybody, anybody in the entire world, living or not, so you can go back to like George Washington if you wanted to, or you can Ooh, anybody to this day shit. who's still alive, anyone. Carl Sagan. Really? Why? I would not have expected Carl Sagan. He just had a, a level of understanding and a level of communication. I think he's a great communicator. Like I said, that goes back to the, to the child in me. Mm -hmm. I've always been into science, mm -hmm. you know, the cosmos, yeah. you know, and just uh, he's just always been such an intriguing man to listen to, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, you know, out of many, sure, you know, yeah. but, but I had to pick one. I didn't want to, uh, yeah. so I just said Carl Sagan, but there's, there's a lot of people, oh, I'm sure, yeah. uh, he's, he, he would be one. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. If you had a dream role, like what would be Caesar's dream role to play in any a movie or TV? Dream role. Yeah. Uh, would probably be a elementary teacher. Really? School teacher. Yeah. Like an uh, elementary school teacher. With Michelle Pfeiffer. You ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, I seen that. Yeah, I, it would be uh, younger kids, younger kids. Oh, that yeah. was high school. You're right. Yeah, that was high school. Younger, yeah, yeah, yeah. younger okay, kids. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Either that or uh, or a doctor. Mm -hmm. I've always uh, been into uh, you know just the field of medicine and yeah. yeah. Well, Caesar, man, this has been cool as shit. Um, we always like to leave the guests with some last words of encouragement. Maybe it's you know everything you've seen and experienced from the gang life and transcending and doing something with yourself beyond that and also you know you lost friends loved ones to drugs and addiction and other things if you could uh lend for the uh, listening or viewing audience you know just some words of wisdom so many right but um i'll say this you know i'll say the most common thing that comes to my mind you know regardless of uh who you are in life what you were born with whether it be money whether it be whatever Everyone on this planet has ups and downs. No one's life is perfect. Uh, no matter who you are, there's obstacles and there's challenges. A good life isn't a life with no challenges or obstacles. It's a life where you have learned how to manage those obstacles. Um, and also, regardless of what you're going through in life, I've been through a lot. And even to this day, there's been some times, you know, where, where I'm not doing so well, you know. Um, like I said earlier in the in the in this uh, podcast, you know, um, regardless of where you are in life, you can always make a difference. And as long as you're alive, you can make a difference. The only thing you can't bounce back from is uh, is death. Yeah. And uh, and and challenges and all that stuff. You know, if you're if you know, those are the most valuable moments in our lives. You know, that is the moments where we grow and where we learn. Yeah. You know. Uh, last thing, in life. You win or you learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You don't lose. No you loss. You learn. No like loss, that. man. No losses. I like it's that. a perspective, you know? Yeah. It's a perspective. It's, it's uh, how you look at life, you know? For Absolutely. sure. Yeah. Hey, no one life is perfect, you know? And that's fine. That's yeah. okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, it gives you something to do. Every day you just make your life the best possible you know life is what you make it i know i said more than i said a no, million oh, things but these are things that i live by you know these are things that i live by you don't know what to expect on a on any given day um just uh be prepared to uh you know it's about managing managing the situations regardless of what comes to you yeah. sure yeah. yeah thanks caesar we appreciate you thank you guys thank you guys for having me caesar garcia cool as shit interesting fella great good talk good talk i had a blast yeah he's a great dude there were some interesting parallels though for you and him almost yeah, yeah my mom uh not the same neighborhood but they grew up in around the same part of los angeles when she was uh when she was a youngster yeah yeah so when he was explaining it to me i was just you know i i'm always involved with the conversation but you know you tend to get a little bit more involved when it 
involves you or your family. And this one, it did. It's like, oh, my mom grew up around that area, and he was explaining it to me, and I was just like, wow, that's pretty cool, pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, great, dude. So we definitely appreciate his time. Give Caesar a follow there. And, of course, yeah, you might recognize him if you're listening to the audio version from uh, some of those movies and TV shows that we mentioned. And uh, don't forget to give us a follow on social media, at Knocking Doors Down on Twitter or on Instagram and Facebook, at KDD Media Company. Uh, my brain is going faster than my mouth can at KDD Media Company on Twitter. And hey, do us a favor, share some of that content too. If you're getting something out of it, help us spread the word, help us grow as we uh, continue our mission to end the stigma around addiction and mental health issues. Uncle Mikey, uh, you got anything else? Mm, Nah, I'm going home. On that note, keep knocking doors down. The guests on Knocking Doors Down are sharing their stories and helping start the conversation about mental health and therefore are working to end the stigma. This is the goal of our partner, the Carlos Vieira Foundation, through their Race to End the Stigma campaign. The Carlos Vieira Foundation created the Race to End the Stigma campaign to not only change the way people perceive those who are living with mental illness, but also how those who are affected perceive themselves. The Carlos Vieira Foundation strives to support the mental health community through education, fundraising, and facilitating resources. The main program through the Race to End the Stigma campaign is a college scholarship program that encourages high school seniors to share their stories about mental health in an effort to end the stigma. For more info on this and how to get involved, check out carlosvierafoundation.org.